0: Welcome back, Bannock folks, you're tuning in to another episode of Anecdotes, the podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton, thank you for joining me today. If you're new to the show, what we do is we bring people from the music industry, whether it's musicians, promoters, or photographers, anyone involved in that event planning. We get them on the show, get them to plug whatever they've got going on, whether it's their band, their project that they've got going on, a company, any sort of endeavor that they need to talk about, this is the show that they're going to talk it about. And on the way, we get them to tell some of the funniest and wildest stories they have from working and being in bands and all that wild band culture. Because you know everybody knows that. Bands spend a lot of time together, and they're they're essentially a family, so they got a lot of inside jokes and and spend a lot of time together, so there's going to be funny moments, and this is the show where you hear all that stuff. Now, if you're not watching on YouTube, I would love if you did. Uh, Head on over, subscribe, leave a comment down below. Everyone listening and watching, give this video a like. That helps me in the long run. And uh, check out us on Instagram. That's where we do all our news updates, talking about, like, what guests we have coming up. We post clips before the show and episode drops. Uh, we, put, we talk about shows that we're putting on on our Instagram. Uh, so definitely check us out there. That's at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. Now, speaking of shows, we've got lots of cool local Ontario shows happening. Friday, June 3rd, two days from now, in Ottawa, we have Protest the Hero with The Aphelion and Salem Trials at Bronson Centre Theatre. In Toronto that night, at Sneaky D's, we have Send the Ravens, Diamond Weapon, Sky Caught Fire, and My Evil Twin. Saturday, June 4th in Peterborough, we have Choices Made with Napoleon, Nothing Serious, and the Bayside Dropouts at Historic Red Dog. In Hamilton that night, we have Scabs Off, The Slime, and Rest Heaven at The Doors Pub. But if you're in Cambridge that night, head on over to Rhythm and Brew's Brewing Company, Pink Lemonade and Have Hope Presents, We're Back with Pew Pew Pew, The Anti-Queens, Handheld, The Flying Hellfish, Frank Dux, Your Pal Bill, Psychic Void, Coon and the Bad Look, Coy Pussy, Mira Pep Talk, and Midwife Crisis. Monday, June 3rd in Toronto, we have Satanic Surfers, No Fun at All, Chaser, and Choices Made at the Velvet Underground. Comeback Kid are doing a run of shows June 9th at The Warehouse in St. Catharines, June 10th at the Community Center in Mount Elgin. June 11th at Tide Downfest in Detroit. And June 12th at Rec Room in Buffalo. Wednesday, June 15th in Kitchener at The Study Room, a.k.a. Ask a Punk. We have Massanera, Terry Green, and Basque. Constraint and Reality Denied are playing a handful of shows together. June 16th, are at the Milton Legion. June 17th, they're at Doors Pub in Hamilton. And June 18th, they're at Vastrovi in Toronto. Thursday, June 16th, in Toronto, we have the Mayside celebrating their release of their new beer, Good Old Hayes IPA with the Royal North, and that's just at the warehouse. June 19th, Sunday, in Windsor, we have Hexus with Hell is Other People. And Nathariath at the Backstage. Our friends and Trauma Model are playing a bunch of shows with Hexus. Starting off that show, we have a Banecdotes exclusive show happening in St. Catharines, presented by us truly. We've got Hexus, Cothra, and we just added Trauma Model to the bill, Temple of Night, and Deciphering the Pale. That's at Warehouse. Make sure you go grab tickets for that. But moving forward, Trauma Model and Hexus. Playing June 22nd in Kingston at Overtime, June 23rd in Ottawa at Dominion Tavern, June 25th in Montreal at Paranabar. Tuesday, June 21st in Ottawa at Brass Monkey, we have Suffocation, Atheist, Soreptician, Intril, and Gland. And that's in Ottawa that night. Thursday, June 23rd, in Toronto, at Hard Luck, we have Dayglow Abortions with their Hate Speech album release, with Citizen Rage, Dragged In, and Losers. In Hamilton that night, at the Doors Pub, we have Cognitive, Tombstoner, Lorcator, and World's Grasp. Friday, June 24th, in Windsor, at the backstage, we have Cogn- Cognitive, Tombstoner, and Vile Driver. Saturday, June twenty fifth in Niagara Falls at the upper space we have Fight Wars Not War, Red Cross Benefit Show with Welland Wasted, Borden City Beatdown, Dominion, Elephant, and Sin. In Ottawa that night at House of Targ, we have They Grieve, Cothra, Moratorium, and Grandmother. Wiedus and Kixie are doing a couple shows together June 24th at the Bitmore Theater in Oshawa, June 25th at the Legion in Tilsonburg, and June 26th at the Casbah in Hamilton. And a couple months from now, September 9th and 10th, in Mississauga at the Hansa House, Damage Control presents with Soulless Music Promotions, Hold Your Ground Fest 22. Neverending Game, Mind Force, Pain of Truth, Dare, Momentum, Gridiron, Cohesion, Cold Shoulder, End Game, Mile End, and many more. Get your tickets at HoldYourGroundFest.com Wow, lots of of cool shows happening in Ontario right now, so there's no excuse. You gotta go out there. You know, if you want to wear a mask, that's totally fine. If you don't have the vaccine, it doesn't matter. Political views aside, let's make shows happen again. I was just at Slipknot last night, and it was a blast. There were so many people there, and uh, you know I had seen them before, but it was so good to see them again. They put on such a fucking awesome show. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's talk about my guests this week. All right, let's go on about Kenny Holt. Kenny Holt was... A great person that I had met for the first time on the show. Uh, You know, he reached out and uh, told me about a lot of the cool projects. He plays in the Maysides, which we talked about. They're playing The Warehouse, uh, celebrating their release of their new beer. Good old Hayes IPA uh, with the Royal North. That's just at The Warehouse. Very excited that he came on the show. Uh, You know, he's from Over the Pond. He's from uh, England, Uh, so uh, he has, and he's traveled a lot. Uh, He had lots of cool stories. He just recently visited Iceland, uh, where he came across the Dick Museum. Uh, That was really funny. And, uh, you know, he tells us all sorts of really cool stories about how he ended up in Ontario, um, all the cool bands that he's toured with. Yeah, this one was a lot of fun. All right, folks, let's jump right into it. Uh, like your load up is upstairs, yeah. that's where the bands get to hang, so it's not even quiet, right? No, no, no.
1: no. it was, uh, yeah, no, it was not meant to be. <laughs> I think, if anything, like, I think with Timmer and Eric, they started working there just as like a, a band aid, yeah. And then a ba- it took like what three, four years of shows there, and then they finally Eric was like, Okay, no, I'm doing something else, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Good to go? Right on. Welcome back, folks. You're watching another episode of Banecdotes. The t-shirt of the week is Stolos. They're a black metal band from Guelph my guest this week is kenny Hall. thank you for joining me today thanks
1: buddy thanks, thanks for having me yeah, yeah thanks
0: for coming on so do you want to tell the audience a bit about yourself
1: oh boy yeah i mean uh so yeah i'm ken I'm from, born in london england uh i've been here knocking on 19 years now actually. wow 19 years there may 30th 2003 so, really yeah 19 years still, still got the accent uh, <laughs> but if i didn't have that i'd have nothing going for me so but yeah no for like the last Knocking on a decade now. Uh, just been touring with various bands, and you know, as mentioned, I'm sure we'll talk about some of them. And but yeah, like been doing lots of records recording. Uh, you know, I've done uh, tons and t- tons and tons of touring, um, and it's been amazing. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Perfect
0: for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure you got quite a bit of stories. Yeah. But you play in a band called the May I do. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, have you always like? Were you there? For from the start with them
1: basically yeah i mean like when they released the first record when we released the first record i should say uh it was 2013 and i didn't do the album release show but i was there from every other show after that onward so yeah it's been like what nine and a half years now and that's how long the band's been going for wow 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 yeah and you guys
0: got some Rocking tunes you guys are yeah. punk rock and yeah. doing some and you guys got a new record coming out
1: we have a new record coming out has uh it's been in the works for a while but obviously you know the thing that shall not be mentioned yeah today, <laughs> uh kind of screwed things up for a little while there so yeah like we got a new record coming out but then more uh sooner than that we've got a new single coming out with a new music video and oh yeah Oh, that's exciting! Do yeah. you, can
0: yeah. you can you can you talk a bit about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what's the record?
1: Uh, the record is going to be called Gaslighting. Nice. Um, new single is called Material. Uh, we recorded a music video last August uh, for it, and then we just kind of never released it because then shows kind of started up again, and then you know we had a bunch booked, and then shows got canceled again. So. Now that like shows are just full on, we just we didn't want to release it just for the sake of releasing it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So now that shows are back on, yeah, we got a big one in Saint Catharines uh, next month, and yeah, we're gonna release it in time for that and get everybody stoked and yeah.
0: That's exciting. Yeah. And then the music video is also in the works. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, yeah. So that one will be out in time for the show as well. Cool. And oh yeah, yeah. Very so, exciting. Yeah. And now, uh,
0: actually, when you came in here, you mentioned that uh, you know you were wearing a Motorhead shirt. Oh. You want to mention why that you're wearing one? Oh, those? it's
1: eighth of May. Yeah. We're recording this on the eighth of May, and it's International Motorhead Day. That's super uh, cool. So as you said, if Star Wars can have a day, Motorhead can have a day. That's exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: I want that to be known, folks. The eighth of May, because <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: my god. me <laughs> forever. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's
0: great. Uh, so where where did you record the new record?
1: Um. So our bass player, long-standing bass player named Gi. He actually has a recording studio up in Owen Sound. Oh, cool. Um, this where he lives. This is kind of where he works. He works with a couple of record company-esque sort of things, songwriting groups and stuff. So, um, yeah, basically in between his writing sessions, we squeezed in, you know, do a week here, a week there sort of thing. So, it was really uh,
0: comfortable recording yeah, with uh, I mean, it's just great, with right? bandmate, Yeah, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and he kind of acted as a producer in a sense as well, so you know, it was
0: great. That's know? good to have someone on the uh, board. We were actually just talking about that before you mentioned how producers are so, you know, they're key when they're, they're, key. You know, they're key. not just uh, a, like a band member who's yeah. willing to mention like, Hey, let's do this. Yeah. No. Or this doesn't sound good or
1: no, no, they're key. The thing is, is a lot of people don't realize it, but you've got to have a whole team around you. You know, you need the agent, you need the publicist, you need the producer, you need the videographers, you need the photographers, you need the graphic artists, people So four guys in a band sure but there's 40 guys behind the scenes guys and girls obviously but yeah there's there's 40 people behind the scenes making things happen you know it's a lot of people doing a lot of things it takes it takes a village yeah for sure yeah
0: yeah and uh sorry did you mention what when the record's gonna be out
1: i don't have a release date no release date but the single will be out soon enough so keep your eyes peeled for that yeah Yeah. it'll be on the socials yeah for sure for sure
0: and uh, is, are the tours in sight now that things are finally yeah, opening yeah, up? Yeah, and... there's a
1: couple There's a couple of dates floating around. I mean, obviously the big one in June for us, and then we're doing a big one in, in uh, the fall in uh, Niagara Falls. Can't say what that one is sure. yet. Um, but then, yeah, like towards the end of the year, there'll be some sort of Ontario tour, uh, you know, based around the record or whatever we decide to end up doing.
0: Right on. Yeah. And you folks have a, a very popular song, Kegger. Yeah. 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 Do you guys bust out a keg every time on stage? Yeah. Yeah.
1: We got, a, we got a keg. I got it sitting <laughs> in my front porch right now. It's, it's all graffitied up, ready to go. It's the same one every time. It's the same one every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we always do a keg stand. You can't have a song about keggers and then not do a keg stand on stage. It makes so, sense, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Is it a different beer every time? Uh, or?
1: No, no, no. Um, it's usually it's usually the same beer. Yeah? And yeah.
0: Any, any preferred? What is it?
1: Uh, okay, so to be honest with you, the, the whole keg, is actually a facade like it is a keg but then what I did is I cut the top off and I put a sleeve on the inside sure and we get one of those Heineken Bubba kegs every <laughs> nice night, right nice so then it looks like from if you're in the audience it looks like a full keg yeah right because you can't go on stage and like a little <laughs> Heine that would look stupid <laughs> that right? would look hilarious so yeah so we just put a put a bubblebba keg inside <laughs> there and then we just drink that
0: uh, I've it's funny that you mentioned that because I've definitely gone to parties uh, years from, uh, ago where like someone had the little bubba yep. and we were doing keg stands on the little tiny thing yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're right it looks hilarious it's right oh for sure it would be quite funny if you guys had that on well stage. it would
1: it'd be even more ridiculous i mean we did it at the sound academy when we did a couple of tours with steel panther <laughs> right and so like with a normal keg looks amazing right the lights yeah. are going normal keg keg stand whatever but yeah, a little bubble keg in front of three thousand that's pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, we we, we kind of mock something up. Yeah, well,
0: and you can't bring a real keg every time. You're gonna be drinking foam the entire. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. You
1: know, and I mean, there's a there's got to be a best before date on a keg of beer. <laughs> yeah, that's only, right. I can only drink so much, you know? <laughs> like, you
0: know. that's great. And you have some solo music that you've been yeah, working on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it's been a long time coming, but in between, because. You know, so many other guys and so many bands, they're all married with kids and stuff, and I'm not married. Uh, I mean, this is a bloody facade, you know. (laughs) This is just a cool-looking ring. Hey, it's um, pretty cool. um, um, But, yeah, no, I don't don't have a wife or kids or anything, so, like, I occupy my time with, you know, more and more music, and Mm -hmm. I mean... I don't know, six months ago or something, I started taking piano lessons. It's something I've always wanted to do. Oh, cool. Um, And then, yeah, like I've been, you know, writing and recording my own record. So everything with that record is completely different to Maysides, completely different to Lambs, completely different to Hurricane, uh, completely different to Odds, which is the acoustic stuff that I used to do. Um, we record it in a different manner. We just, yeah, everything is just different and raw and rock and roll about it. So
0: under Kenny, is it under... uh, yeah,
1: just under Holt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holt. Yeah. I've got the umlauts over the O of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah. So after we've done the June show with Maze, yeah. uh, my first single will be out in July sometime. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking end of July. Um, and it's called Eyes on 55 and right on. anybody from Niagara is less than, you're going to know what Highway 5 what was on at the end of Highway 55 you know so uh, the greatest slash worst strip club ever so because here's the thing right Motley Crue did Girls 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 yep. about the best strip clubs Yeah. so I was like well you know what it's better than that let's write a song about the worst strip club <laughs> so we did nice bloody great
0: yeah uh, London's got a, a fun strip club called the Beef Baron
2: oh the Beef Baron
1: really yeah.
0: aggressive with that name yeah there's never a, been there's,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know if I can put that in a song. I'll think of something. That'll be my next one. Yeah, that'll be the next. Yeah, one. yeah.
0: So, how was the writing process like doing the solo stuff versus the like a whole versus the whole band?
1: Um, it's it's different. I think like sometimes I don't know because you know sometimes like Maysides is is Maysides is what Maysides is, right? And right. Like you know, if you put a Maysides record on, that sounds like a Mays record. If you put an ACDC record on, it sounds like an ACDC record, right? Um, and so like for me, there was no like structure or things that I had to adhere to. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna write this one because that's gonna be like the radio hit or something. right. Um, you know, so like whatever was like, whatever worked with the song and the lyrics and the melodies and stuff. and you know, so I mean, like with with eyes, that's just a straight up rock and roll song. Mm-hmm. But then I've got a song called Letters, which basically, um, is is uh, not to sound too deep for a second, but basically the idea of letters was that I was writing a love letter to the part of myself that I hate the most. Sure. Trying, you know, seeking forgiveness and and all the rest of it through all the hard times that everybody goes through. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it was just very very liberating in that sense because I could just kind of do whatever I wanted. Yeah. There was no expectation. There was no structure. There was no. There was nothing. I Sounds think. very
0: therapeutic.
1: Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's
0: super cool. Yeah. And uh, wh- so you mentioned it. How would you end up in Ontario? Like, uh, what oh. was that like from coming in from England? How, where? Why Ontario? Because
1: like- I think like 20, 25 years ago, you know, my parents kind of saw the way England was going. And I mean, like, it's evident now. I mean, I don't know if they've got a crystal ball or something. But, you know, with <laughs> everything with Brexit that happened, like, I mean, my parents you know they wanted a better life for their kids right mm-hmm. and so um so you know we had some relatives here at some point we came over we liked the place we ended up moving ironically uh everybody has moved back since oh really just, just through life circumstances just and how stuff, it goes right and... that's how it is and my brother actually lives in france so i was the only one that kind of stayed yeah uh and it's worked out well for me i mean you know it's hard to judge whether my life would be better there or here. Right. I will say I just got back from there. Yeah. And there's always uh, going to be things that you miss as a as, as your homeland or whatever. But like, I've, I've been here 19 years now, you know, like, I mean, the only place that we knew when we moved was Niagara-on-the-Lake because I guess that was what my mom knew. So we got cool. a house in Niagara-on-the-Lake. And then at some point in time, I ended up living in St. Catharines because of music and bands and work and whatever and yeah i'm just here now yeah yeah
0: that's super cool so like did you get into like punk rock music while you were in england or was it like uh
1: well i moved here when i was like 14 or 15 okay so like i was kind of developed musically like i kind of knew the things that i liked and that started because my mom when i was growing up would always listen to bands like Bowie and t-rex and And status quo and and Queen and Bruce Springsteen or whatever. And my dad was like polar opposite. He used to listen to like a lot of country westerns. So like Don Williams, Chris Christopherson, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then so like I liked all of it and it was cool. But when I was like, you know, 10 or 11, I was like trying to find like that band that was like that sound, that thing that I was trying to identify with. And, you know, Blink-182 was huge at the time. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not, like, exactly what I want. You know, and then Nirvana was, like, on a resurgence. Obviously, Kurt Cobain had passed at this point, but the popularity of Nirvana was kind of on a resurgence. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not quite there. And then one day I discovered Guns N' Roses, and I listened to Slash for probably two seconds, and I'm like, that's it. That's the sound. That's the look. That's it, right? Yeah. And so at that point in my life, I think my parents used to give me like five pound allowance for the week. Okay. And so I saved up for three weeks to go buy Appetite for Destruction. (laughs) Now, when you buy CDs and and movies in in Europe, they've got an age consent on them. So like you have to be like 12 or 15 or 18 to buy the movie or whatever. And so I went down there as a 12 year old with my 15 pounds and I bought Appetite for Destruction and and i just i wore the thing out yeah i wore the thing out cuz like by the time that you get to it's so easy i'm like man what is this like it is so good you know yeah 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 and then from there like yeah obviously like i discovered you know skid row and mötley crüe and white snake and god knows what else right and and yeah, the '80s is just the best. Yeah, uh, just yeah, you can't beat it.
0: And you were you were playing music when you were in England. Yeah, too? like, like had... yeah,
1: because of Slash, I was like, man, like I should learn to play guitar. Yeah, and I think my brother started playing drums for a hot minute before I kind of got into music and like started playing guitar, but then he kind of fell off and never did anything with it. But yeah, like as soon as I discovered Slash, I was like, yeah, okay, sweet. My parents bought me a, a Squire Strat. And I took guitar lessons and I, you know, I was fucking terrible for years <laughs> uh, as you are, But then, yeah, you know, like I just, I, you know, you take a little bit of time off here and there, but for the last 20 years, like I've just always played.
0: Nice. Yeah. And did you have a band when you were over there? Did yeah. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what yeah, we it?
1: played the school assembly and everything. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So that we were, would have been like your first show. Yeah, that was that was the first show ever. We were called Foul Play. Foul Play. Yeah, we must have been shit. <laughs> <laughs> did you do originals? Uh, we did a cover of Chop Suey, and then yeah, we did an original. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't good. No, I can't imagine,
0: <laughs> dude. I I was uh, was it MGK recently did a cover of. Uh, can't remember what song he did, but he did a System of a Down cover. Oh
1: yeah, Ariel's terrible yeah. cover
0: because you gotta have the voice. You,
1: you gotta, gotta have you gotta have the chops to play the instrument. Yeah, yeah you gotta have the voice. That like, voice, you know.
0: it's a very crucial part of the song.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: It didn't sound great, but uh,
1: <laughs> we were twelve. We yeah, we we were kings. Hey, you know, like, playing
0: play. It, it's still uh, like when you're playing something like System of a Down at that age. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to be doing, yeah, but the fact yeah. that you're already trying—that's yeah, awesome. Crack, that's you know? super cool. Yeah. So you said you just recently went on vacation and just came back from yeah like, from Europe.
1: Yeah, I went like because of uh, you know everything the pandemic and stuff. I hadn't been able to see my parents for three years, so I uh, it was my birthday last uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, "Come over for your birthday." Things seem to be settling down now. Whatever, whatever. So. I booked the flights and then randomly I was in Iceland for two days all, along the way. I went to Reykjavik for a couple of days and it's amazing. If you ever get a chance, go. I should be a spokesperson for bloody tourism Iceland <laughs> because I keep telling everybody to go because man, like Reykjavik was one of the dopest places I've ever been in my life. And then so uh, yeah, I went there for a couple of days. Then I was in England for I think seven or eight days or something. Went over to Paris for a couple of days. And then back to England, and then finally got back, I don't know, last Friday or something? Last wow. Friday? Yeah, yeah.
0: And the jet lag's nothing to you nowadays.
1: Well, not really. I mean, <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> I tell you what, I was a bit second when I went to work on Monday morning. Yeah. I, was like, I was a little slow moving, <laughs> but whatever.
0: I, did you go to a dick museum in Iceland? I did. I did. <laughs> uh,
1: because like, I didn't really know anything about Reykjavik other than... Um, where my hotel was, I didn't know if they spoke English. Turns out they do. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so my hotel was actually like a block away from the penis museum. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, well, I guess like, that's the only thing that I know that's in this city. I'll right. start there. Right. And the first thing that I noticed about people in Iceland is a, they're super friendly. And then B, you can just drink 24 seven, wherever you want. Okay. Cause like I went there and so you like go downstairs and then they have a bar and then but like attached to the bar is the penis music <laughs> so you're like oh okay all right well i guess i'll have a beer or whatever and then so i was sitting at the bar and she's like if you want you can like take it in and like you can leave with it i don't really guess i was like all right okay so I went through and like that was I don't know man like that was kind of a thing to see you know <laughs> the Icelandic hockey team or the Icelandic football team or something they all did uh, cloner willies of their dicks <laughs> and then that was in the museum <laughs> nice right as well as like whale cocks and elephant well, cocks what about
0: Rasputin's fucking penis? I,
1: he was there was something about Rasputin <laughs> there and I was like man this place is too much but I will tell you this though when I when I went to leave. It's like 2.30 two in the afternoon or something. Again, I don't have any Wi-Fi. I don't know anything about the city, right? And I said to the chick, I'm like, hey, are there any like cool rock and roll bars in town? And she's like, well, I'm not really like into rock and roll, but Lemmy's is around the corner. Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. So I went in. And, man, the place is one of the coolest bars in the world. Really? Yeah, top five favorite bars I've ever been to. And
0: that's like a place he owned? No, it's just... This some is a place, place that, that he went to all the time. Some
1: place that somebody was like, hey, I like Motorhead, and I'm going to oh, cool. call, call this bar Lemmy's. And there was a giant, like, six-foot wooden carved Lemmy in the corner. Uh, there was a cover band playing later that night, and they just did bloody metal covers all evening. Oh, it was wicked. That's super was cool. off my face. <laughs> and then I found out the next day that the Lemmy's beer... Was seven and a half percent. I was like, Well, no wonder I was wasted. <laughs> like, you know, yeah,
0: only after a couple, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, now, you've toured with some pretty cool bands. Uh, you've yeah. toured with Andrew W.K. did
1: some tour dates with Andrew And uh, Steel Panther. I did Steel Panther, yeah. Yeah, so
0: how, how is it touring with the, those kind of legends now? Oh,
1: it's amazing. Like, you know, I mean, the first time that we did a show with Panther, I mean, like, I've been a fan of theirs for 10 years. Right. And, you know, obviously, like, the, the, the spandex and the wigs or whatever, when they're not on stage, you know, they're not wearing their wigs. And right, right. Um, and so, you know, we went out uh we were walking on stage one night and and uh lexi there uh, was you know literally standing at the bar watching us do a set and i just i was like man like this is this is wild you know yeah. like, i had a family it was for literally 10 years and you're watching me open for you i'm like this is super cool you know and uh you know andrew wk was amazing as well like the party master like he puts on a hell of a show. He's great. Like absolutely hell of a show. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. That's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to know that they're good people behind yeah, the scenes. That and, um, the yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And uh, you also, I saw that you went to see John Cleese in St. Yeah, Catholic I was recently. Uh,
1: John Cleese was in town. Are you a big so Monty
0: Python fan? I
1: yes, I am a bigger Faulty Towers fan. Okay, of. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think and I know that that's controversial, and I was literally talking to somebody about this last night. But um, yeah, I, I think Faulty Towers is his best work ever. Yeah, eh?
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad uh, watched a lot of Monty Python. Pa- yeah. My dad is a big. England fan. He yeah. just like loves the beer there. Yeah. He's visited there. He loves going there and uh, loves the comedy of course and like has always watched the movies, Holy yeah. Grail, Life of Brian, yeah. all of that growing up and like yeah, I seen that you I like and I think he actually went as well. Oh, okay. yeah, Pretty yeah, sure yeah. he yeah. ended up going as well. Yeah. Uh and I, I imagine it was a great show.
1: It was great. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean he, he told he told old stories, talked about old skits and stuff and like they had like a big projector above the stage and so he would, uh, they would play a skit and then we would, he would talk about it and talk about all these amazing comedians that he used to work with and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, then there was like a Q&A section. And so yeah, you know, like, it was just really, really cool to see, you know, him and, you know, whatever. I mean, unfortunately, he's knocking on a bit. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how much longer he's going to be with us. Sure. But it was amazing to see the legend, yeah. know, in the flesh.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, and you've I've done a little bit of a deep dive on your Instagram. Yeah. And I've noticed that you've done some stand up.
1: Oh God. And, you know, yes. when I moved here, I moved here a number of years ago, oh, and yeah. like one of the things I had to get used to with the subtle differences and the nuances within the Canadian English versus, like, the Queen's English, right? So, like, different wordings and different phrasings have different connotations and different meanings over here. So I'll give you a really small example. A small example would be, to you guys, when you say that you're pissed, means you're mad about something, right? But over in in England, when we say we're pissed, it just means we're fucking drunk. (laughs) I'm pretty fucking pissed right now, to tell you the truth. (laughs) So another one would be like, another small example would be like, you know, you guys say aluminum, we say aluminium. It's spelled differently, it's pronounced differently. Small example. Rather large example that I had to get used to, to you guys an Irish car bomb is a drink. To me, it's just another Sunday in Manchester.
0: <laughs> is that a passive thing or do you get up often? What's a- uh, it
1: was like one of those things like, years ago um you know so mom and dad moved back or whatever and mom tries to come over like once a year and so like when she's here you know like we'd always be doing shows or whatever so she comes see a gig or mm-hmm. whatever and then one time she was coming and we weren't doing a show and so I was like oh I gotta do something right? sure and so um so anyway I've always like I've always been known to tell really terrible and offensive jokes everybody that's kind of what i'm known for um in fact buddies of mine were on tour not too long ago and they just get a t- random text and it's like hey tell us some jokes and i'm like at work and i'm just firing off terrible jokes for them or whatever um but yeah anyway so i was like you know what like i should do a stand up and um to be honest with you it went so well that i don't think i'll ever do it again because it'll never be able to be replicated oh. to be that good right you know? right um just all the stars aligned i mean uh you know the, the my opening joke of the night was like oh i'm really stoked to be here thanks for, thanks for having us um you know i'm wearing my favorite color black it's a very slimming color not for aretha franklin well <laughs> what makes that funny is that day she died <laughs> so so like right out of the gate i was already going to make the joke and then she died and i was like well now i got it you gotta you go know? for it you know so anyway yeah no it was great it was great it was one of those things that you know could never be replicated the way that it was right so i'll probably never do it again no eh? unless i did like a completely different skit sure you know yeah uh, but yeah that no, was great you gotta you gotta keep doing different things right i mean sure on one tour uh, with Hurricane, I was a light technician. Like mm-hmm. I was doing all their lighting. Yeah. And I ended up rapping a verse in one of the songs. Nice. You wouldn't expect me to be dropping a verse, but you know <laughs> we did. So. Hey, you made it happen, <laughs> right? Exactly. Shoutouts to Mites on the Hurricane. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We had
0: Bergsma on the show. Yeah. And, yeah. I yeah. saw
1: so that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think we can probably get into some anecdotes. Sure. So let's get into some wild stories. You actually prepped me a bit already oh, yeah. uh, 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 on some of the anecdotes that you already had. Uh, one of them being, uh, I guess we already had on the show, yeah. J.J. Yeah. So you played in a band, <laughs> Lambs Become Lions. Yes. You played with J.J. Yes. Uh, tell us the anecdote with J.J. Um,
1: so, like, right around the end of Lambs... Um, JJ was playing drums for another band. Yeah. I think it was Captor. I might be wrong. Sure. Um, but anyway, so he sold all of his guitar gear to buy drums. All right? Okay, cool. But we still had a bunch of sh- Lamb shows today, right? <laughs> so, Riley, out of the goodness of his heart, said, "Okay, that's cool. No worries. You can use all of my gear." Now, Riley had some very, very nice, very expensive gear, right? So he was like, "Please, for the love of God, take care of it." Right. So, okay, fair. So we go up to Bell Vegas one night, and we um, we do a show. The show was great, and we uh, we load the vans up, right, and we start heading home. After about half an hour, JJ's like, "Man, like, where's all like Riley's stuff?" And he's like rummaging around the van, and I was like, "I'm driving, right?" And I'm like, "Man, I don't know. Like, it's got to be there, like." how many green tour vans are there in the car park turns out there was two right <laughs> so he's like man you got to pull over you got to pull over right so i was like all right bear in mind it's like 1 in the morning right yeah so pull over tear the van apart no gear so he's like i'm like did you put it in the wrong tour van and he's like no no i wouldn't be that stupid <laughs> and i was like well you might be so we um we phone the promoter we find out the other band And oddly enough, they're driving up the 401, but the other way. Right. Right? So I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, man, like, this couldn't be worse, right? (laughs) So we both chuck a Yui, and we both converge basically back at the venue. Yeah. So he gets all the gear back. And I, you know, and as he's dealing with this, I'm texting all of the other guys that we both work with because we both work together, right? And I'm like, haha, JJ put all the gear in the wrong tour van and now we're driving back to Belleville. I'm going to be hella late for work or whatever. Um, And so we get all the, he closes the door, get all the gear back and he's like, hey, don't be saying anything to anybody. I don't want Riley to know. And so at this point, I've already told everybody that I work with. So I was just like, well, I guess whatever, whatever. So get to work the next morning. And the first thing that Mike said to him was, hey, I hear you put all your gear in the wrong tour van last night. He's like, "Son of a bitch!" You told Ken to not say anything. Oh man, too good. Oh too man, good. that's great. That's oh, a good anecdote. Yeah, no, yeah. JJ, man, love him. But yeah, man, he's 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 great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, now, what about the man who slept in piss?
1: Oh my God! So we, Maze. Did a show at the uh at the bovine in toronto yeah cd release show probably five six years ago or something and so we um do the gig and we party afterwards and i got so wankered that i actually even went to the wrong hotel right okay <laughs> so i was I, I was out i was defeated by the end of the night so anyway at some point in the night i got to the right hotel and we had like adjoining rooms. so there was like two queens in this one two queen beds and that one or whatever and then like they had that middle door that kind of opened between the two rooms, right, right right very very 70s or 80s or whatever that was and so anyway at some point some guy passed out on on the can <laughs> and so we all just took to pissing in the bathtub so i got up in the morning at like i don't know 6 a.m or something and i was absolutely hung over and i kind of like i kind of came to i went to the bathroom and i'm like there's a guy sleeping in the tub right not putting two and two together so then (laughs) i finish up i go back i lay down i i'm just dozing back off and i hear all this commotion in the bathroom and then the door just slams shut right and i'm like wow what's going on there and so we kind of get up and we figure out. Um, and somebody says, they're like, hey, what happened to Jeff or whatever his name was? I'm like, I don't know, man. I saw him sleeping in the bath. I thought it was funny. And he's like, you mean the bathtub that was filled with piss? And I was like, I guess that's why he jumped up and got the hell out of there as fast as possible. Because, man, I, know, I swear to God, I've never seen this guy since. I have no clue who that guy was, what his name was, where he came from. But he's never shown his face ever since. Really? And I kind of don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's friggin' hilarious. It's next level.
0: And uh, what's this about a band member thinking that Windsor is really close to <laughs> to London? <laughs> okay.
1: So now, that, now, for the sake of an- anonymity, um, I will refer to that person as Marcus. Okay. All right? And we will not specify which band we were in. Sure. Okay? so anyway uh we were doing a couple of gigs back to back so i think we must have played london on the friday and then we were doing sound of music in burlington on the saturday yep all right this is going back a long time ago now so anyway so we do london and london was from start to finish a dreadful show the turnout was (laughs) dreadful the promoter was dreadful the venue was dreadful like absolutely everything to do with it was dreadful right so we always have this rule of like, um, say one a.m. is is roll call. So yep. Get in the tour van, or we're leaving you behind. Right? right. So we finish up, and we're just like action stations, pack up gear, throw it in the van, let's get out of here. Yeah. So quarter to one, I um, I say I'm like literally putting the last pedal board in the in the van, and I say to uh, the boys I'm like, all right, let's get let's get out of here, let's go, let's go, let's go. And because it was only London and Burlington, we were just staying at home that night. We didn't have a hotel or anything, right? So, uh, so old mate says to me, he's like, well, hang on a minute. I'm, uh, I'm going to go to Windsor. I, uh, I met this chick. I'm going to go to Windsor. And I was like, you going to go to Windsor? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, it's only 20 minutes away. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Have a good night. <laughs> so me and the rest of the boys jumped in the van. Drove home Dropped everybody off Passed out Whatever And so As I'm laying in bed Dozing off I text him I'm like Hey How's the drive fucker And he's (laughs) like You son of a bitch He's like You didn't tell me It was like Two and a half hours away So anyway So the next day He gets uh, To the show and he is looking haggard right so i'm like how was your night and he's like man i didn't even get laid and i was like well what happened he's like well after you texted me she got pulled over by the opp right for doing 140 on the 401 so now she's in no mood at all so they get back to her place at like four o'clock in the morning all right and she's got to get up at six or something to go to work. Right. So she turfs him out at six thirty and <laughs> drops him off at a hotel. Then he checks in at six thirty in the morning at a hotel and sleeps until eleven when they kick him out of the hotel. Right. And he goes and gets a bus and then takes a greyhound from <laughs> Windsor to burlington with god knows how many stops along the way and i just said to him i was like man at what point was the juice going to be worth the squeeze on this one like there's no way it would have been worth it like absolutely no way me and the rest of the boys we showed up you know we were showered we were all you know ready to do sound and music which is a big festival right it's big festival and uh yeah old mate was just uh was not in the mood so he just hung out in the trailer all day <laughs> It's amazing. So,
0: as someone who has traveled so much, where's one of the most peculiar places you've ever played?
1: Oh, Truro, Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Truro, Champions Bar and Grill in Truro, Nova Scotia. What's going on there? Well, not much. Uh, (laughs) Not much. But, um, yeah, Truro is wild, man. Like, um, not a great turnout for the gigs. Yeah. Um, But the people that were there. They were interesting, uh, and we met this guy named Dave, and unfortunately, unfortunately for Dave, like he was born with really, really deformed hands. Okay. Um, and so, but Dave really liked us, and really liked our music, and then kept buying us beers. But unfortunately for Dave, he couldn't hold a pitcher or a pint glass properly. Sure. So every time he would bring us one, he would literally spill it everywhere, Um, which became hilarious at the end of the night. But I did feel really, really bad for the guy until we found that the bar had a breathalyzer test machine in it. Yeah. So then the band just took it upon ourselves to to see who could get more drunk. Right. Right. No, forget who's the most sober. We were like, no, who's going to be the most drunk at the end of the night? So I can't remember who won. I think Mike won that one. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now has there been any places that uh, you've played that have been surprisingly like 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 a good turnout somewhere that you didn't expect it to be like maybe a small town?
1: Um, yeah, like we played in Moncton, New Brunswick, one night. Moncton, 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 New Brunswick, at a place called Plan B. Yeah. Uh, okay. The best part of that show was, and we had an amazing turnout, and I don't know why, but. We were sitting in this taco bar uh, just having lunch or whatever. We had sound checked early in the day, or whatever. We're sitting there having a late lunch, early dinner. And we always have like all access passes on our keychains, Right. Right. And so I uh, I couldn't figure out why everybody was making a fuss about us at this like little taco joint. I'm like, man, like there can't be that many people here to see us. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, cut a long story short, we get like, Like and I mean, Moncton, like Plan B is like maybe the size of this basement. Okay. Like you can get maybe sixty people in there at a at at a show at a push. Yeah. And it is rammed, rammed. (laughs) So there's like we go in and there's like sixty people in there. Yeah. And I'm like, man, who do these people think we are, right? And it turns out that the chick that was sitting at the table behind us saw the all access pass and thought that we were the Arkells. So she had told everybody that the Arkells were playing at plan B tonight and people were showing up thinking that we were the Arkells. Now, thankfully, everybody stuck, stuck around right. and had a good time and, you know, um, and whatever. But yeah, man, I don't understand. What, maybe she was half blind. I sure. don't know. Uh, but yeah, she thought that we were the the Arkells. That's great. And we had a great show. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you to that lady, you know, if you're listening. <laughs>
0: We, uh, Kyle and I, we play in a band called Sinner, and it's like a like more of a heavy band, uh, and we were we were on this tour with a, a band called Trauma Model, and we and they booked a, a city in Quebec called trois uh, Barrières. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, great place. Yeah. Um, we were kind of like, this is the first time I had even heard of this city, and I said, like, do we really need to kind of play there? And the like, guys we were booking the shows with, Trauma Model, they're like, no, like, trust me, like, you're going to have a good time there. So we go out. These people showed up. This is a small town, like again, like it's off the beaten path. These guys showed up for hardcore. These guys went ballistic, and then we kind of knew, like, like, uh, like Mitch from Trauma Model was like, you know, like be prepared. So we prepared a a Hatebreed cover. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, we played a Hatebreed song, and they went. Bananas, they friggin' losing it, and uh, uh, one guy during this set split his head open amazing. And uh, he couldn't have been more stoked about it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> for the guys that we were playing with, uh, Mitch uh, from Trauma Model, they had actually linked up with that guy who had split his head open, and they had uh, made plans to sleep at his house that night. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he had to go to the hospital to get his head sewn back yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> Man, we had a crazy show in Montreal one time because, um, like that's a, that's a whole story in itself, but we were playing somewhere the night before Montreal. Yeah. And it, I, I like, I like traveling so much and like being in Quebec is kind of nice. Cause they speak a different language. Right. Things are a little different there or yeah. whatever. Right. So, um, so I said, I was like, okay guys, like let's finish the show and then let's sleep in Montreal and then at least we'll have the whole day in Montreal before the show, right? Yeah. So we do. So we get up there at quarter to three in the morning, all right? <laughs> and so as I'm parking the tour van, Matt runs in and buys 15 pints. Okay. Right? <laughs> and so now Mike's wife was with us for the weekend because she was actually at the University of Ottawa. So yep. she was literally an hour down the road. We, were like, we love PJ. So we were like, yeah, just come out and just hang out with us for the weekend, right? So she does. Well, PJ is celiac, so now there's four of us to drink 15 pints. And one of the other boys was like, Oh, I don't feel like drinking. So now there's only three of us to drink 15 pints. And the barmaid was like, Oh, that's great, guys, but you got to get out at 10 past three. Right. right. So we start hammering back pints. Needless to say, after about four pints and three minutes, I puked. Right. And I, I puked all of the cold beer up, and it was still cold. Oh. It was disgusting. Um, but then we met this guy who was some German on some I don't know foreign exchange program or something anyway. He was working at the hostel and he was really, really, really bad at speaking English. Like okay. he was really trying, yeah. but he was really bad at it. <laughs> so we convinced him to come to the show and the, the show is at this bar and it was just filled with bikers and it was, <laughs> it, was it was it was off the charts. Right? It, was a, it was an awesome show. Yeah. But as we were like between songs or something he comes crashing through the door and he's like, hey, I fucked my asshole to be here. I fucked my asshole to be here. And I'm like, what is he trying to say? And we figured out that he was trying to say, I busted my ass to be here. Uh, dude, it was unreal. And we called him Ramstein all night and he loved it that's awesome yeah. shout out to that guy wherever he is yeah was. yeah oh yeah. my god he's probably in Berlin or something living his best life yeah, yeah he was a legend <laughs> such a good boy Ramstein yeah
0: yeah um, do you have any pre-show rituals Nah,
1: I don't believe in any of that stuff. No, nope, no. Nope. Nah, just drink beer and have a good time. Just drink beer, just get
0: drink up on beer. stage, just try just not it. to get into your head. Yeah,
1: and... I mean, like, obviously, I want to sit down and noodle for 10, 15 minutes before I walk of on course, stage, right? Of course, warm up my fingers. Than, yeah, other than that, yeah, no. Nothing no, that, yeah. No, we do a little hardball every night, you know, like an Al Bundy or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, other than that, no, just <laughs> shut up, drink beer, and... You know, go out there and put on a show. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> Why do you call it an Al Bundy? Like when you get a huddle?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and you put all your hands together and you, you know, I don't know. You can say anything. You can say Ted Bundy for all I care. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, I think we just always did an Al Bundy. Nice. nice.
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, when uh, you're traveling and on the road, what's your go-to gas station snack?
1: I. Um, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Usually Sour Patch kids. Yeah? Yeah. yeah that's your go to? Yeah, sours. Yeah. Sour Sour Patch kids. And do yeah.
0: they I imagine they have Sour Patch Kids in un- England?
1: Uh no, but I just revert to uh Frutellas. Okay. Which are similar. Yeah. Little little denser, a little little harder to chew. Sure. Damn, Frutellas are
0: Do they do they have better candy in
1: England? Uh it's different. Yeah? Yeah, it's different. <laughs> like chocolate is more chocolatey, Does sure. that make sense. Yeah. And Guinness tastes way better on the other side of the pond. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't like Guinness. Oh, no. You will over there. Yeah, eh? You will over there. Oh, okay. And Cardinal Sin. Uh, I was at a pub the other night. Surprise. And some guy gave me a Guinness that wasn't in a Guinness glass. Okay. Against the law. Yeah, you can't do that. Against the law. Yeah. No, he should be condemned to death. <laughs> like,
0: no. Drowned him in Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so let's say Maysides is at the 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 level of uh Metallica. He has a massive. Yeah. uh What's on the rider? What's the rock star dream rider? You have an unlimited budget.
1: Well, I know Mike's gonna be like, oh, I want blue M and M's. Usually, I reckon it would be like a green room just filled with like nostalgic video games and systems and stuff. Yeah. Right because the boys i absolutely can't stand it but the boys love playing nintendo and okay. mario kart and that sort of thing or mario kart however you would say <laughs> um so that would definitely be on the rider yeah yeah um yeah someone like that you know <laughs> uh so plethora of barbecues for me because i love barbecue and, right right uh so yeah any sort of barbecue dead animal would be my uh my, uh, my go-to it, you know? it, like
0: it, it it's got the animals got to be native to that area
1: yeah like if we were playing in finland or something, something i'd say like yeah give me some reindeer yeah yeah Uh, there you go i've never eaten a reindeer before but i bet you they're bloody good yeah
0: (laughs) has there been any ontario bands that have caught your attention within the last year or so
1: um to be honest with you i feel like i've been a little bit out of it i mean off the top of my head i would say no yeah because i i i love you know, like European metal bands, like Enforcer. Actually, i tell you what, like Skullfist put out a record recently. Uh, they're a Toronto uh, speed metal band. Yeah. Uh, records pretty good. Um, but yeah, like bands like Crash Diet and Enforcer, like Swedish metal and stuff and, Mm. and Scandinavian metal. They're kind of my go-tos. Nice. Yeah. That's super cool.
0: Yeah. Right on. Well, I think I've only got one more question for you. Hit me. Um, what are your biggest, uh, give me five, Favorites or most influential bands of all times. If you can't give me five, give me three. I'll
1: give you five, and I'll give you five, five different reasons. Sure. Uh, Queen, because they're the greatest band ever.
0: I, but well, Queen doesn't get well, well, a lot of people on the show. I didn't mean to cut yep, you off yep. there, but a lot of people on the show, you know, we like, punk rock or heavier. Queen is a punk rock band, whether you want to admit it 100%. or not. Yeah, they're like, fucking sick.
1: Yeah, Queen, uh, Queen, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. The greatest band ever. Yeah. Right. There will never be another band like Queen, to the same effect. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Because G&R, Obviously, they've got the most special place in my heart. I love them to death. Yeah. Um, next one's going to throw you off. Guar. Oh really? Yeah. Because yeah. Guar are the most ridiculous band in the universe, <laughs> yeah. and I I love. I love what Guare. is I love
0: that he said universe too. Yeah, right? oh, because they are uh, you know, fun, they fun wanna fun ha- they wanna
1: be a band for a thousand years <laughs> and they wanna uh, and I mean like through all of the through all the difficulties, I mean members, you know, I right. mean, obviously Dave Brocky passing mm-hmm. a few years ago, but even the way that they covered that up in the Guara universe of uh, Volvatron coming back and taking odorous to the year sixty you you're just like (laughs) man like who thinks of this like it's brilliant and i love it to death um four would be a swedish metal band called crash diet they just released a new record crash diet crash diet um they've got a really checkered history uh six albums four singers it's really uh, yeah like unfortunately dave committed suicide after the first record uh, second singer on the second record didn't really work out. Then they got the third singer from my favorite era of Crash Diet, and they did the f- third and fourth record, and then he buggered off. I don't know what he ended up doing. <laughs> yeah. And then now they've got a new guy who's wicked um, on album five and six. So with any luck, Gabriel will stick around and then like it'll just be Crash Diet. Yeah. Um, but they've 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 endured it all. So like they've and and they're the nicest guys. Uh, like 10 or 12 years ago, I flew to England for two days to see them play two shows. Nice. Um, and they signed one of my guitars. and you know they, They're just some of the greatest dudes out <laughs> So they always have a special place in my heart. And lastly, number five, ACDC. Because yeah. ACDC are like one of the greatest. Yeah. I have a special move, actually. Every time I go to a bar that has a jukebox. Yeah. I put on three hours worth of ACDC. Oh, really? Yeah. Even if I'm not going to be there for three hours, yeah. I'll put on three hours of ACDC because <laughs> that's about the perfect amount of ACDC. Yeah. Just three hours worth. Three hours worth of <laughs> ACDC. It's
0: funny that, uh, when anytime I get a jukebox, I, uh, I put on three hours worth of music, but, uh, I, I try to put on the, the longest songs. Yeah. So indigata De Vida.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: I think, uh, you know, like, uh, with the Leonard Skinner song, oh, Free Bird, Free, Free Bird yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know all sorts of like Black Sabbath, yeah, and just yeah. trying to stretch it out as yeah, long as yeah. I can. Because like you know, someone as soon as they hear that shit, they're like, oh, "I gotta turn this yeah, off," right? Yeah. So you're like, "No, no, no, no."
1: Well, that's that's what I always do though. I swipe the credit card because I hate credit cards. Yeah, which is amazing. And then, but I'll always pay the extra credit to put the next song first, playing the next right? song. So like the next song is always the first song, right? So it's almost impossible. <laughs> Unless you want to out-credit me yeah. to jump my ACDC. Yeah. And most people hate it, but yeah. I don't really care. Because sometimes, like, I mean, my buddy Andy, I'm going to be on the road with the Lazies, an Aussie rock band, yeah. uh, later this year. My buddy Andy and I, they, we did a show, and uh, we went to, what is it, that Harry's New York place in Thorold? Oh, okay, right? yeah. New York Harry's, or Scorecard Harry's, whatever the place is called. Anyway, I we were, we were wanked. So <laughs> I put on, like, three hours of A C D C. But I put on Safe in New York City eight times in a row. And by the eighth time, the rest of the bar was like, you guys, please need to leave. Like, please. Oh, it's amazing.
0: That's great. That's great. Right on. Well, I think we can end it there. Just uh, if you want to plug all the social medias for all the bands, and if you have anything else that you want to give a plug or shout-outs to now would be your time
1: I'm I'm good mate. yeah 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 Yeah, I'm good
0: yeah what are the social medias for Maysides oh
1: oh sorry sorry yeah Uh, yeah no Maysides is just you know Maysides uh, well Instagram.com slash Maysides or whatever Facebook's all the same Uh, and then all of my stuff for my solo stuff will be released I don't know um, end of July perfect uh, yeah you know it'll be all tagged up and whatever from there perfect can't wait to release everything you know
0: catch it there there folks